Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm back. It's episode two or three um, of the Mexico podcast from 2019 BJJ in Paradise Camp. This one's with a friend of mine, Alvaro. We recorded this poolside at La Colonia, so the audio might get a little crazy at times. Um, just kids playing in the background, a little slacklining going on. But uh, Alvaro is the man. He's a great guy. He has great jujitsu, and he's really a, a great teacher as well. So I think you'll get a lot out of this. Um, we basically talk about you know the early days of his jujitsu and early days of MMA and BJJ in Mexico City, Scrap Pack, uh, his Henzo lineage, the camp that connected all of us, meditation, yoga, what the black belt means. Um, you know, I think this one is about families coming together, different generations from different countries. We're also joined by Adrian from La Colonia, my wife Amanda. We got a couple special guests at the end, Lucano and his son, Maddie. It's an honor to have been able to train with Alvaro and everyone really at this camp. Um, definitely an honor to have him sit down and, and talk about his life. Amazing human being. Make sure if you ever get the chance, you know, go to Mexico City and find my man Alvaro. He, he's a good dude. So I can't wait to see him again. I hope you guys enjoy this. As always, this episode is brought to you by the world-famous Tortuga Soap Company. Make sure you check it out, tortugasoap.com. Port City BJJ, located in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, portcitybjj.com. Um, BJJ Prehab, make sure you check that out because you don't want to get injured. If you put in the discount code Tortuga, you'll get a free month. Um Shout out to La Colonia Jiu-Jitsu. Shout out to Alvaro and his his gyms in Mexico City. Shout out to Beauty to Beast Jewelry, my wife's jewelry company. If you put in the discount code Riddler, you'll get 10% off. Um, shout out to Brad Wolfson and Adrian for putting on BJJ in Paradise Camp. And uh, Soulcraft BJJ in Hamden, Connecticut. Also, if you want to buy some Tortuga soap, make sure you put in the uh, discount code podcast. I almost forgot that, but you'll save you'll save some money if you put that in. Um, appreciate all the support, you guys. Um, hope you guys like this episode. I think it's really cool to uh, to meet all these guys down in Mexico that that uh, that are making it happen down there. They're amazing people, and uh, sitting here in New Hampshire, I miss them. So hopefully I'll be back down there soon to record some more episodes with those guys. Make sure if you get the chance, get down to Mexico City, get down to uh, Puerto Escondido and train with all these guys. They'll, they'll welcome you into the family. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. Um, 
we're sitting here. I'm sitting here with my good friend Alvaro Hi. from Mexico City. Uh, we're in Puerto Escondido at La Colonia BJJ. It's like the sun. We're sun sunset, right? Oh, amazing. We just had a great, great <laughs> day of training. Uh, a great dinner, spirulina. Yeah. Um, and now we're back. So, um, Alvaro, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you very much, dude. Jorge, I'm very happy to be to be here and join this podcast. Oh, man. I hear a lot of you guys in Mexico since last year. Nice. So yeah, I, hear, I have here Jays. And, yeah and some other yeah nice so, thank you very much dude it's an honor to have you man you're a great human being and uh you're a great instructor thank and you. a great guy to roll with <laughs> um you're the best man so thank i'm super stoked to like share you with anybody that's listening thank you you know so i mean just to start you own two gyms Yes, I used to have. I used to have two. Now I I'm part of owner of one. It's uh, Renzo Gracie uh, in Mexico City. Yeah. It's, it's called Interlomas. That's the place where it is. It's in the suburbs of Mexico City. Yeah. So that gym, it's been there for around seven years already. Nice. So yeah, we we are very happy. We have a lot of people that is competing. Actually, one of the best. Uh, uh, Jiu-Jitsu guys from Mexico City is Alexis Aldunzin and he is ranked in between the 10 best uh, Nogi guys in the world. Wow. I think he's 145 pounds. He plays every time with the Miyao brothers and all, yeah, so he's, he's doing very well and he trains because he lives very close to that gym, so he trains every day there. Nice. So he's a very good role model for all the people there. And all the kids, everybody's competing because mostly because of them, of him, and they are doing very well. This this team is is doing very well. This gym, uh, we focus a lot of on competition. Nice. Yeah. He's leading the charge. Exactly. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And also my partner Eric El Negro. He's he's got three boys that are already competing. So. Cool. Because of that, he takes them to a different cities to compete for kids' uh, competition. And they are doing very well. They are winning everything. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think they are nine, nine, eight, nine and 11. Yeah, 12, 12, 12. Neville and all his kids. Really good guys. Yeah. How'd you originally get into jiu-jitsu, man? Well, I was overweight. <laughs> I was almost 100 kilos. Uh, so it's two, 200 plus pounds. 200 right? plus pounds, yes. And in around 2006, 2005, uh, in Mexico City, I was looking, I used to do some uh, Kung Fu. And then I wrote in a magazine that the Jiu Jitsu guy had a gym in close to my place in Colonia Roma. Mario Delgado is my actual um, teacher. So I went there. Everybody smashed me, and I was like, "Wow, what is, what is this?" No, because people were more smaller than me or thinner than me, and I got smashed. I got armbar and everything, and I said, "Like, wow, what is this?" No, I wanted to to join, but I was too heavy, so I couldn't uh, train like maybe once a week. Because Just be like exhausted, yeah, exhausted too much. But it also helped me like a like a challenge to because what i see my point of view was the very first uh, classes 
like a challenge just to endure the whole class. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, endure the whole class. That was my my first aim, and then uh, trying to be to be uh, advancing in this art, no? And I started seeing the UFC, so it was crazy, you know, for yeah. everybody there. And then, then I started. So they moved that gym, and so I couldn't find them anymore. I, and I find a Brazilian teacher, he's uh, Jackson Correa. He's still in Mexico City. Uh, he was, in that time, he was purple belt. Under Telus. Under Telus, yeah, yeah, exactly. He was a TT guy from, from Brazil. Telus and Terere were the, their teachers. And he got me, he was my teacher till I got my blue belt. Yeah, I stayed with him uh, after my blue belt, two years more. But he gave me a, a very good, was, that's what I think, uh, basic stuff, fundamentals. He was very on it, yeah, passing and you know, very good posture, composture also, not to get crazy when you're getting caught and not giving everything for free, you know, like they have to work for that. So I got that influence from, from him, the octopus guy, yeah. all, all those kind of things. Uh, very creative in those days. So it was like... Those are two of my favorite guys, Telus and Tara Ray. I know. Like on my all-time favorite. I know. I love I them know. both. Uh -huh. I mean, I've never met either one of them, but I, I love... Uh, I love Terry Ray's game, and then Telus is just like such a chill dude with the tortuga. You know? Yeah, he started the like the tortuga um, name for our soap thing. Kind of came from oh really him basically. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, okay. I used to play like turtle, yeah. a lot of turtle stuff. Because uh -huh. I'm little, yeah, I would get crushed and put in the turtle. And I heard Telus say one time like he's like you, but. You know, everybody thinks the turtle is all like docile and he don't hurt nobody, but sometimes the turtle, he bites. And I was oh, like, oh, man. <laughs> so I used to tell people that, like, if they'd be on top of me, big guys, like, crushing me in the turtle. I was like, sometimes the turtle, he bites. I tell you what, it's, it's funny that you're saying it because when I joined with uh, Jackson Correa, he's got, like, one purple vest coming from Ralph Gracie from San Francisco. Yeah. But he was 120 kilos. <laughs> so there was another guy that was a, a fullback from an American football team in Mexico City. He was like 130. And there was two more other oh. two guys that were blue belts already, around 100 kilos. So, so you're just getting crushed. The only thing I could do in order to breathe was to be in turtle. Yeah. You know, just to breathe. I know. Because if I uh, I was uh, inside control or mounted, these guys really, really smashed me, you know? So, and the, this this guy, Brazilian uh, teacher, was all about, he said, like, uh, like doing the breath, Come they say? Amasar, amasar. So, he was all about that pressure passing, and yeah. all that, can you tell? So, I just have to, I didn't play any guard, to be honest, in those days, because I couldn't. Yeah. If they, I get my guard passed, I got smashed. So I just, if they were passing, passing, I just turn and then go for turtle. And still, it's part of my game. Yeah. You know? It's still part of my game. Like with Jay, oh, yeah. I will go to turtle <laughs> like right away because he will pass. No, he oh, won't man. give you anything. Yeah. He will pass my guard. So I turn and then at least I, ha I can breathe and yeah. think about what I'm going to do later. So, so it was very interesting. I feel you. <laughs> I've been there, man. I know, for sure. Um, but it's funny because last year at this camp, I rolled with Croiler on like the first day. And he's like, 
he was mad at me because I turtled so much. <laughs> like I'm like, I can't help it, man. I, I go to the turtle. You know, I try not to stay there. I try to roll, do, but like it's a position that I got used to having to be in. I guess sometimes, yeah, you have to do that. I didn't tap anyone like for for a year yeah. because everybody were more heavy or more advanced than me. Yeah. I was just there for, <laughs> I don't know why, but I stay, I managed to stay there. And then I almost help people to sign up just so I have someone to, <laughs> yeah. you know, like my Are same size with? to train with. Yeah. <laughs> like a new guy, exactly. bringing in new people. So you know, stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so then you went back to Mario Delgado. Yeah, we, I, I met, I was cornering a guy because in those days in Mexico, there were no black belts. Yeah. Just a few bunch of purple belts, very yeah. good, very talented, like Mario Jackson. Yeah. So in those days I started uh, with some friends, they were fighting MMA. So they like invite me to coach them as a Jiu-Jitsu coach for them, because I, I did knew more than most of the guys that yeah. were doing MMA in those days, right? So I was cornering one of my friends, Maya, in Cabo San Lucas, so I met Balu who is happened to be cousin of Gilbert Melendez. So we get along, we happen to be in Tijuana together before in those days, so we get along very well. And I asked him, what about bringing a scrap pack uh, gym to Mexico City? And he would be like, he was very happy. Let's talk to, to Gilbert and this and that. In those days, I was still with, with, with Jackson Correra. And then we get back to Mexico City, ask Jackson if he wanted to join that gym as a teacher of jiu-jitsu but he didn't want it so we kept on with the plan i went to san francisco i talked to gilbert and we did manage to bring the the brand to mexico city and we opened the the gym there but mario was more interested in in that no so we talked to mario and he said yeah yeah of course we, we can give you some uh, advice da, da, da. and then we opened scrap pack and under mario uh, the jiu-jitsu branch, branch no? from yeah. Renzo. So from there on, he gave me my purple belt, and then he gave me a brown belt, and he gave me the, Who the was promoting belt. him? Renzo. Renzo himself. himself. Yeah. So would Mario go to New York City? Yes, yes. He's got the... He's been there since he was white belt. Yeah. And then Renzo tells this story because he said, well, this little man, this little Mexican, Mario gets mad about it. <laughs> but uh, came and he said, I want to be a black belt. And I said, yeah, 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 just sign up. And but he, he keep coming, keep coming. He did all this exam and he did very well. He is a very good comp competition. He, yeah. he competes. When he ever competes, he gets podium. And in the United States in those days. Yeah. So he did really, really good. And Renzo, he was part of the, of the team, no? so he knows the Anna hair and all the black belts from Renzo. Yeah, he's the same um, uh, breed, right? Yeah. So I know a lot of those guys. They're all like really, really. They're good. really good. They're creative. Like they're all uh, like I've trained with a bunch of those like guys that are Dan Hur black belts that you almost probably have never heard of, but they're all really, really good. Mm. And you're like, who? Like this guy Aaron Milam. Like I don't know if you ever. So this dude. I just happened to meet him through a friend of mine one time and uh, he was like my size. So my buddy's like, oh, you got to roll with this guy. Like he had already rolled with him and he knew how good he was and I had no idea. So I'm rolling with him and I think he was just messing with me. And uh, 
and maybe like I did one thing positive, like for, and then all of a sudden he just like dismantled me in, in like a hundred different ways. And I didn't even know what he was doing. I was like, who the hell is this guy? And it was just some guy, you know, that Danaher Black Belt, who's like a wizard that now people know about because apparently like he had, I think he had taught like Eddie Cummings, like a lot of his leg lock game back in the day and whatever. But exactly. there's all these guys that were training down in that basement before anybody knew how awesome it yeah. was. Yeah, great guys. And Renzo himself, I'm very honored to be one of his black belts here because he's a great guy. No? Yeah. He's a super great human being. And everybody talks very good things about him. And Mario also, he has helped me, my game a lot. He's super technical. He's a, a small guy, but he's really, really good. And and he's been like uh, very supportive to, to everybody here in the, in the, in the sport. So since my purple belt, I, I am all the way Renzo, no? and I'm second generation from Renzo's black belt in Mexico. So, really, really good. so how did you, so first I should say for people listening, we're sitting in a pool doing this and it's like super nice, but you'll hear my child jumping in the water probably, because uh, she's just having fun and some other people trickling in, but um, the pool is a nice place to do a podcast. With the sun setting <laughs> yeah. over the Pacific Ocean in La Colonia, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, how did you meet Adrian? So we're also here with my friend Adrian from La Colonia yes. here in uh, in Puerto Escondido that uh, has been on the podcast before. Uh-huh. How did you guys meet? I met him through Oscar. Oscar is the very first... Uh, my brother Oscar. Oscar, yeah. yeah, yeah. I met him. He he used to come to Mexico City to train in Polanco, the main uh, academy in Mexico City, yeah. with Mario. And he was really nice to me. And he was very good friend of uh, Alexis' brother, uh, uh, Salvi. No? Uh-huh. So they knew from they school. From school. Uh, high school or something high like school, that. Yeah. yeah, they went to high school together. So they didn't train jiu-jitsu back then, but they met up again through jiu-jitsu. Uh-huh. So the mutual friends and Oscar was super nice every time with me. And I already was a brown belt. I think he was blue belt. So he took some, some classes. I, I was doing some classes with him and we always get, get along. And then one time they invite me for a, a camp here. You remember mm-hmm. the very yeah. first one. So they invite me. Some some other people from uh, some other teams invite me for a camp in Puerto Escondido, and I said, "Wow, that that must be beautiful because it's the beach." You've never been here. Had mm-hmm. you ever been here? I I did was, but but in high school, like really alone. But now bringing with jujitsu and people training, it was like a dream for me, no? So I came, but happened to be like a, somebody were pulling our leg, right? Like they yeah, they, they yeah. didn't have anything. It was somebody else. This this camp that he first came here. It, it wasn't us, the people that were organizing it. Yeah. It was uh, another person, and he didn't have anything, anything organized at all. And Is this before you met Brad? Did you know Brad at this? I've, yeah. You had met? Yeah, yeah I've, I've met Brad before. Uh, and so the dude's like, hey, um, could you do me a solid? I don't have a mat. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have a mat? And back then, I, we only had this tiny mat here at La yeah. Colonia because we were probably like four training partners yeah. in total. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure. 
Yeah. I mean, the dude had like Alvaro, had Marcel, had Alexis, had this really like, advanced people that, 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 that we knew about. So you're kind of stoked. So I was like, dude, come come to my mat, of course. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> my tiny mat. Welcome, everybody. They yeah. were so nice. They so were we, so, we, so nice. We ran that, we ran his camp uh, yeah. here in La Colonia and and we had a great fun yeah it was yeah. amazing when was that but five years ago five six years, years ago around yeah you hadn't yeah. done a camp yet here obviously no, no. but the, the the only idea of what you're living now it, it was amazing in those days no so for me it was like okay i'm gonna have jiu-jitsu i'm gonna have this the ocean I'm, i can spend a week there i'm go for it no i go there so when I talk to this guy, give me my money back, no, because you're not doing anything, no? He was supposed to give him surfing classes and he was giving them himself. And he was not a, a proper instructor. Well, from the bad came the best, right? Yeah. Because Oscar was here and he, we, we, we got very close from that. And he, every time he came to Mexico, he trained with us, he trained with me and we become very good close friends and then Oscar invite, yeah, introduced me to, to Adrian and Tomas and, and David. Most of, most of like that, it was like that. And then Adrian used to go to Interlomas, the, the place I have in, in Mexico. City. When he's around, he trains there. Yeah, when I'm there, I go to Interlomas. Yeah. It's, um, it's close by to where I, I stay, and I already know the, 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 the coach there. They're super nice to me. They, they, you know, they know me now. I walk in, and they're like, "Hey, how are you?" Yeah, they're like part of the family. Yeah. So that's the way I met. I met Adrian, and uh, yeah, he. I came for the first one you made no? with Brad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you've, came, been, you've I, been since the beginning. I, I, I came for the first uh, part, the, uh, Paradise because I knew this was going to be different. Yeah. No, uh, bigger Mac, people coming. I met Marcio through Adrian. I met Brad through Adrian. And we had a blast. Yeah. And for, since then, it's been the highlight of the year is coming to, to this week to spend here time. So in the meantime, I already were an instructor for like seven years already so I give classes they know I, I, I give classes to Oscar sometimes to Tomas to David or train with Adrian so they invite me as a coach here so I'm very grateful yeah and we're very um, stoked also to be part of Alvaro's um, development in Jiu-Jitsu at least not from the beginning but since we know since we met uh, he, the first year he was here, he was like a, a, like, a, a, like a friend, a camper here. And today he comes and he's a coach. Yeah. He's, he's, he's giving a class. He, he's, like we, we knew he was good, but, uh, but now, he's, now he's got his black belt and, and he's here and, and, and he's asking. It's cool to be part of his, his life also as, as a teacher, as a coach from, you know. So uh, we're very happy, you know, yeah. and we'll support him as much as we can. Yeah, yeah, I'm very grateful to the family. Well, they are very good friends of mine, no, besides besides everything. But we try to to train together whenever we are we are close. When they come to Mexico City, I train with them. It's really really nice. Good friendship through that, no. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to come over to this side. No problem. Because <laughs> um, I turned the thing a little bit. So, dude, you talk, I love your classes. Like, when you can, you know, so if people that haven't trained with, I think you do this in most of your classes, but like, you start off with meditation. I try, yeah. I love it. It was great. Yeah. Um, because it really, like, makes you focus on what you're about to get down to do. Yes. You know, like in Mexico City, like in major cities and in major cities, uh, people is very stressed. Yeah. And they are coming from battling the traffic, the transit, almost shouting to everybody, you know, like that, or the, the office. Everybody, everything is very fast. Now you have to take the bus, you have to take the car, you have to take that, da, 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 da. So when the people comes, you can see in their faces sometimes that they are away. They are yeah. not. They are already with the gi and everything, but they are not there, right? So we try to, well, at least myself, try to bring them in fully so they can enjoy the, the jiu-jitsu, the, the understanding of the, of the techniques and also to relax. That's a very important thing for, for me and here in, in, well, in the city, try to do it at least once a week, yeah. So, so they relax, set up, and then put their mind what we're doing, no? Trying to be in the present, trying to divide your attention, these techniques that you can do by breathing, and then you put a lot of attention what, where, where you are and what are you doing. Then you enjoy, and you get to enjoy, and you get to react better. It's a lot of benefits on meditation. I've been doing that from 20 years before, before you need to. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, it's part of what it's have make me overcome everything and get my, my black belt, for instance. I like to compete also, and this will bring me like my nerves down, like very, very mellow and, and understand being sharp, being alert, but being uh, uh, aware is part of what I, I want to share with, with everybody. So there's a distinct, you feel a distinct change before when you're sitting on the mat before you meditate and then after yeah, like right? it's noticeable like you're like ah everybody right? yeah you can feel yeah. the whole room like like um what you said today uh we finished with the meditation i i wasn't even training some i took the day off to recover and when i saw you doing the meditation i joined in and what you said is like, hey, after the meditation, he goes like, hey, you can even feel the energy change, right? And everybody was like, yep, yeah, it's you, you, you're engaged, you engage uh, again into like, okay, what's next? We're here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, here it's been lots and lots of information, right? It's like great teachers, no? Like Jay, 10 years as black belt, Mario, I, I, I cannot name everybody, but great classes, great teachers, great really practitioners, hard. and sometimes your your brain is just like, I'm digesting one and I cannot understand the next one. So if I make, I, I try to make you focus, stay there, and you relax and you can intake more. Like, yeah. It's like a reset. Yeah. Like a little reset, reset button, and it's gonna be like, I think you enjoy it more, right? At least myself. 100%. No, for sure, man. Like, it was a noticeable, was a noticeable feeling nice. you know I was, it really was. I, I gotta be honest I, I was a little bit nervous 
before the first meditation because I was like, I don't know what the people is gonna say about yeah. this. You know, it's, it's, all these killers. And it's a little different. About, like sit down, relax. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I think all, all everybody got it very. I got a very good feedback from everybody. Yeah, the people came around and tell me that. And also the, I tried to do yoga also. Yeah. Just a, just a glimpse, not just a, a little, but uh, it's good. It's Super good, helpful. Yeah. Really good for you. your spine. Be <laughs> uh, healthy with your spine and also oxygen. You know, and it will, if you, if I have, I have got one very bad injury in the neck. Um, my C1, C3. Uh, were having a, a problem when I from a takedown and I couldn't train. I was a purple belt like for six months. Wow. It was very, very bad. Yeah. Cervicals. And then they wanted to make an operation and it was like terrible, terrible. I was like in a very dark place. And I was reading and people got better by doing yoga. Yeah. So I didn't want to get the operation at all. And I said, I prefer to do yoga. So I started doing yoga, I did two years. So after like three months, I started feeling better. The doctors told me I, I, could, I wouldn't train anymore. And I was like really depressed and everything. By doing yoga, yoga every day at six, around four months, I started training again. And since then I still do it. Try to do it every day, no? Sometimes I cannot do a proper class, but <clears throat> at least I do 20 minutes, 15 minutes, like 10 repetitions of what we did today with breathing. Yeah. And it's really, really changed my life. And I took my x-rays every year. And this, the size between each uh, disc is the right one. Good. So it's not uh, So compressed. they were like compressed. They were compressed, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a pinch of the nerve till my uh, finger. And it was terrible, man. You cannot take that uh, pain away. It's really, really bad. You cannot sleep. Really, really bad times. But after that, uh, by the yoga. So that's why I want to, to share this with everybody because we are not, anyone can happen. That, yeah. that can happen to anyone, right? So that's why I share the meditation, uh, some yoga. At least they have a, a glimpse, no? To know what to do. I'm 44 also. Yeah. <laughs> well, after you train for three days, you know, three hours a day, you need a little yoga. That's what I know? said today. Yeah. Like, we're, I'm doing this for you guys and for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's stretch a little, you know, because, yeah. Yeah. And you feel much better. Yeah. You feel more relaxed. You feel better. And you can roll better. Also. How much has jujitsu grown in Mexico City since you started? It's, it's been growing a lot, I think. Uh, UFC also made it very popular and UFC have brought the fights to Mexico City twice. Uh, so like in my gym, the, every every time we have a UFC, uh, people sign up, no? Yeah. So yeah, in the in the past five years, it's been growing, I don't know, 100% or more. Yes, more schools, more people. Only Mario, my teacher, has got like uh, more than 30 black belts already on the wow. team. Yeah. I'm very happy I am the second generation of Renzo, no? I'm straight yeah. from Renzo, Mario, and Mario gave it to me. Yeah. Because Mario's got like 30, 30 black belts. That's already. amazing. Yeah, so he's got around 30 teams around the, the country. Most of them in the city, but around the country. And so everybody's got their own teams. People is fighting MMA, people is competing in, in 
in IBAF or in Mexico Federation. Yeah. It's a huge team, though. Yeah, it's, a huge, it's the biggest team in Mexico City. Yeah. In Mexico, in the country, and we have in the nationals around 1,000 uh, competitors. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been growing, right? It's been it's growing. growing. That's even since I've been in Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. It's not that too long ago. No? How long ago did you start? Five years ago, no? Four, four years ago? Mm-hmm. How many? This is the, what? How many camps? Have, this is the fifth camp, the fourth year. Right, did two this year. Yeah, and and uh, and since the camp that we were talking about, the one that was a, a, a fake, a, a, a fake, <laughs> camp, yeah, uh, was maybe five years ago, no? Mm-hmm. So since then, I, I've I've seen the jiu-jitsu uh, community grow quite a bit, and and the industry is growing also, and interest of people. Uh, boys now I see girls also like looking to do something you know like either for self-defense or for, for sport or, or just to be part of uh, something uh, healthy you know um, and yeah a lot of people are, are looking into jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah the thing is the situation here in the country no? is very, very difficult about safety you know? so yeah I always try to encourage people to get uh, the self-defense uh, classes uh, women's class or kids class you know? so I didn't know how to defend I have my some students I give uh, private classes about self-defense girls that want to uh, learn about self-defense and at least to know how to react can save a life only to know how to react they are not expecting that you to know something so yes uh, and I am on that all the time like yeah everywhere I can spread the word about it yeah, yeah. because in the city it's also very bad it's a big city it's a huge city huge so yeah there's places you don't want to be there but if you end up for whatever reason if you're there then at least you feel confident no? that you may get out of that situation yeah try to do that too it's the uh like coming from America, you know, you hear about violence with like cartels. Is that everywhere in Mexico, or is it only in certain? You know what I mean? Is it? In... I, from my experience, um, everywhere they have a, like a bad neighborhood. You know? Yeah, it's it's more like that. It's yeah. More like that. So if you're looking for trouble, if you're looking for drugs, if you're looking for something like that, then you may encounter that. Right. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. But if you come, you train, you go for a restaurant, sleep, no, not looking for trouble, not, not too drunk, not, you know, not driving in the night, things like that, I don't think it's that bad. Uh, um, I, I know from people in America, if I have friends, I have lived in California, and it's a lot of bad publicity. Yeah. So they want to keep Americans in, in their own beaches, in their own tourist places, so they don't spend money outside. That's more of around the politics we hear. Yeah. So you get the very bad news in order to make you scared not to come. But if you come, most of the people spend a very good time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been to, I mean, people like, there's certain people I know in America that think I'm absolutely insane going to Mexico City, you know? And uh, 
And certainly there's bad parts, but I, you know, the parts we went to were amazing. Yeah, amazing. And I loved you it. Walk. Yeah, walking around with the kids and having fun and going to the <coughs> Chapultepec Park and uh, like amazing places. I tell you, I live in Mexico City since I was born and I walk my dogs every day in the morning, in the night. Not, I don't have to use a rifle or nothing. No. Right. I walk every day. My daughter walks from from my home to school. She uses a bike. It's pretty safe. No, it's course. like any other city. Exactly. Yeah, and, and as a tourist, um, these uh, organized crime persons are not are not um, looking into. Um, into trying to do anything bad to to to, to tourism, they, in a way, they understand that um, it also means bigger problems, right? If you get bring attention, attention, to and and so. and then you start dealing with with the embassies, and, and and it's more of a so they, for the main part, is like Alvaro says, it's um, they stick to certain areas. Um, it is a reality that has been increased in violence. Like, there's no way we can hide that. Right. But um, as a tourist, is very safe, very safe in 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 the way that we we since since the beginning of uh, Acapulco, a long, long, long time ago, we we Mexicans are used to catering. Uh, and giving uh, good service to to the people that come and visit Mexico. No? Um, was that the first big tourist town? Acapulco? That was the yeah. first biggest town, and and, and and so so we always uh, welcome everybody with a big smile. We always welcome everybody with a big smile, and and I think um, it is it is a problem, an internal problem or uh, international problem, however you want to see it. Uh, but um, but it's not it. It's not a matter of I. I'm not going to Mexico because it is not safe. I yeah, think I, I think you're safer in Mexico than in a lot of uh, other places within Even in the United States, Europe, sure. Europe, <laughs> United States, Bronx or something. Canada, yeah. or any in other. Chicago, Chicago, I know some Thailand. That I mean, walk there's. Around. There's a lot of bad neighborhoods everywhere in the world. So, in LA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, every experience I've had in Mexico has been positive. I can't think of any, I can't think of any negative experiences we've had in the, I've been to Mexico three times. Um, especially, you've been, Amanda's been to Mexico. She goes to Mexico without me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ah, yeah. Wait a second. I don't know about these trips. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, I've, I've never encountered any trouble. That's for sure. I pick up a lot of uh, people that came to give camps in Mexico City because I used to be the director of the federation in Mexico, Jiu Jitsu, and I pick up uh, world champions, and they told me the same. No, like. Everybody was very scared. I came to Mexico and I'm very happy. We go to party, we go to dinner, the same like here, no? Yeah. We train, after training we get together, have lunch together, then we some some of them are very young, they wanna go out, we go out and they were like, Wow, this is amazing. This is not, not, not I don't feel like it's my safety, you know, like in danger or something, no. So we and they, what they say also is people is very warm. 
They, we oh, go, yeah. we go pick them up from the airport, take them to dinner, or take it to my place, or whatever. It's like they feel like really like family, you know. Yeah. And Mexican people is like that. Yeah. Most of them. I think uh, we are too. We are they like told that. me I, I go to some places or another um, countries. And they don't even pick me up from the airport, no? Like they, okay, this is that. Go to your room, go to hotel. We'll see you tomorrow for the camp, and then goodbye. Yeah. No, not even for dinner or nothing. No? And in Mexico, no. Everybody wants to come. Hey, everybody yeah, wants to yeah. get, get. Let's get together. Yeah, and even, even to the, the cousin, el primo, is <laughs> like, hey, you know, wants to hang out with with a with with a with yeah, a foreigner right. or not that's just right. arrived in Mexico. Right. Um, yeah, and I think this is this type of uh, uh, interchange of uh, uh, people coming from the U.S. to here, where we have people coming from Europe and mm -hmm. uh, Australia and other places, are very important because they you have to learn how to read between you know what the general media is showing and, mm -hmm. and, and what we as Mexicans live every day. Um, yeah, the, it's we're politics not, yeah, it's and, and money econo economy. The, if they keep economy, the yeah. American people inside America, the people spend there the money instead of spending right. outside. So, so if they make you scare, you don't come outside and stay there. Yeah, and spend it in California, Florida. It's really nice, but it's different, not very different. Yeah. And so we go to the states also to for 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 holidays. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know. We go there once, twice a year. We love to. My family loves to go to California, Colorado, you know. Um, and we go there for a couple of weeks. We do the whole family thing, you know, there, and come back. And, and, and come back. I mean, uh, it's we are too deep in it together. The oh yeah. yeah, I mean we're neighbors. Yes, yeah, exactly. very close neighbors. Yeah, exactly. So last but, night we did a podcast in. Uh, with a bunch of Jay and uh -huh. uh, all these guys and Jay asked the question of like and I'm gonna ask it to you guys um, because you just got your black belt some in the last year yeah in August last year in August uh -huh. um, what does the black belt mean to you wow that's like a very good question for me to be honest it was more than my license of being a pilot because I studied to be a pilot it was like more like everything uh, accomplishment in my in my life no uh, because in a way i felt i feel i work every day for that no it was an aim when i started there were no mexican black belts or maybe one around some that live in the united states but they were not like born here and this and that and for me just to be honest, when I started, I said, if I can get to a purple belt, I'm gonna be like, I did it in my life, like the huge. And now, that's how I felt too. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I thought purple belt. I was like, purple belts, legit wow. means you're legit. Exactly. You know. And 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 the way I started, the way I started at Jiu-Jitsu, presented a challenge for me just to breathe, to be there, to have the. One of my realizations in the in the day, back in the day, was if I can handle one class. Like it, there's no other sport I have tried that 
ask you everything from you. Ask everything from you. You have to give you 100%. No, if you're getting choked, you're not gonna be like, <laughs> you're gonna do the 100%. Like, oh, and I felt exhausted. So <clears throat> I did it by myself. I am the first black belt in my family and I work every day for that. So I'm very proud. I'm, I'm super, super proud. I'm super happy to to be second generation from Renzo also. It's very close, no? There's yeah. people that you trace is like very, very far, no? Yeah. The, the, the tree. And I am I'm very proud to be Mexican black belt, no? Born, uh, raised here. And so for me, it's one of my biggest achievements in, in my life. I bought a house, I have a daughter. I have my black belt, <laughs> <laughs> so it's one in, those, in that list. I can put that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, I think it's one of the best or, or the best uh, feeling I have. Done. Do you feel like responsibility? Like, what do you feel like your responsibilities are as a black belt? Yeah, yeah. It's also so it's also very challenging to be a role model, right? Um, I had a lot of students. Uh, some they started with me like being from white belts uh, I have three purple belts already is the highest I ever ranked somebody and yeah they look up to me they call me sometimes they write to me so it's 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 a it's a big responsibility no and but now also in my life uh, I'm 44 so I try to take care of my my nutrition to my, my life, no, I, I don't drink uh, too much, I don't smoke, ever smoke, or try not, not to party anymore. So I, I, I think now I'm more stable and I'm more mature in a way. I try to do more meditation, I try to do yoga, that's, my, that's where I get my um, happiness from, not yeah. training. Yeah. So this in, and I want to share that part with everybody so I'm I, I have responsibilities of course but I want to be a role model instead of yeah a bad, bad role model. for me it's very important I do it every day I teach every day I train every day it's not something I do sometimes yeah Adrian I'm, I'm curious to what you think about it as a, Adrian's a blue belt mm -hmm. been training for a while what do you think? What does what does being a black belt mean to you? I, I can't even Im, Im, imagine what what that must feel like. I mean, for me, my blue belt and all my stripes had had cost me um, days at the mat, getting choked, armbarred, going back, having good days, having bad days, uh, traveling, spending money, time, and. I've been loving it every minute of it, you know? Um, so I, I, I couldn't, um, uh, I couldn't relate. I'm, I'm like you before you got your purple belt. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, you, you look up to, you're right, as a black belt, people do look up to you guys, you know? Um, because, uh, in in a way that's uh, that's uh, the goal that how how did you do it how many years did it take you you know what where are you at that point in time because you you obviously leave out a lot of things that um to that you could have done for jiu-jitsu right but um 
for me, for my blue belt, my blue belt and, and my stripes, every moment was was um, was worth it. So, so hopefully, I feel the same way when I get to where you guys are. <laughs> Amanda, what do you think? Your turn, <laughs> camper. Okay. What do I think a black belt is? Well, definitely a role model, and for me because I'm a woman too. So, uh, not only like having, you know, for me you have to have good manners. I think that a black belt should give back to the community and do charity work. Um, uh, not only a role model with behavior, but a role model with eating as well, you know, living a clean and healthy lifestyle. Um, let me think if there's any others. Um, I think that would probably be about it. Yeah. So the cool thing is, right, I mean, there's a lot of cool things happening right now, but like we got this little guy here up on the slack line. He's like the next generation, right? Yeah. Mexican jiu-jitsu, yeah, right? Yeah. So like, you're like one generation, you're like maybe the next, and then there's this guy coming up, and he's how old, like, he's how old, like 10, uh, 10. 10 years old, training jiu-jitsu. I met him since the first camp. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. He's been competing now, his, his mom just joined. Yeah, the whole family. Yeah, his father is a blue belt and they compete together. So what a beautiful thing, no? For if I go back, if my father did compete or if my father put me in Jiu-Jitsu in those days, wow, no? So this this new generation is coming with everything. What's his name? Mati. Mati. Mati, come here, man. So we're doing a podcast. And we're we're talking to these guys. How long you want you want to ask? Can we answer, ask you a couple questions? Yeah. How long have you been training jujitsu, man? Well, I think for about four years, right? Yeah. yeah. I think four years and a half, around there, in the middle of there. How four old are you? Ten. What do you What do you like best about jujitsu? Um. Um. I like. Well, I'm not so much like a punch or kick person. And um, my dad said one day when I was, I think, about to be five, um, Adrian and Oscar, my friends, they invited me to La Barra to to do a jiu-jitsu class. And I, was, and I didn't know what it was, but when I tried it, I think, yeah, I like it a lot. Arm bars, <laughs> chokes, everything. <laughs> triangles, yeah. You like triangles? Yeah. <laughs> Have you competed? Amazing. Yeah. Nice. I the last time I competed was I think That's Saturday. Right. No, it's oh Saturday. in Guadalajara. Yeah. yeah Did you have fun? Yeah, a lot of fun. Awesome man. Awesome. So you like your dad and your mom train? Yeah. You got sisters, they don't train yet? Um yeah. Oh they do? Um, one is has four stripes already. Nice. And the other one is yeah, already amazing. gray and white. That's awesome, brother. Um, dude, thank you for coming and talking to us, my man. Thank you. Good to meet you. Say what's up to everybody. What's up? What's up? Lucano. Man, so Lucano, that's, that's your son. You got him, you got him into jujitsu. 
Um, we're gonna, I'm going to make you rope you into this, too, for a second. Because, um, man, you guys got such an awesome thing. Um, what does... Uh, what is it? What is it like training with your family? You got your whole family training. I think it's pretty awesome. It hasn't been for so long. The kids have. Why it's kind of started, but I find it really good because I can train more, and it's cool that my whole family is involved in something that I like. So ends up working out good. <laughs> uh, so you're like a surf photographer. Is that what you do? Like. Um, is that what you do on like it's one of the things i do of, yeah that's how i started photography but through I, surfing through just because i i like that subject of the waves shooting waves and everything and surfers but i do as a business i do a lot of architectural photography lately um, i just kind of but the passion is still on the surfing what uh what do you think is like what what is it with surfing and jujitsu that they go together so well seems like they go together yeah I, I think they go together but i think because of jiu-jitsu i've been staying away more from the ocean so i've been doing more jiu-jitsu than <laughs> we turned you over to this yeah. side but i think for a lot it does go together you know it's like surfing it's it's the opposite in a way maybe because in the wave you kind of don't want to or it's the same you don't want to force things but you're flowing and i really don't know why but it's just nice, no? It's like you're sweating here, and then in the ocean, you're in the water. They're so close together. Um. Um, yeah, I like also the Are you a surfer? Yeah, yeah. yeah surf? I surf. Yeah, he surfs. Um, I like the. Are you gonna get in trouble by your mother? By <laughs> yeah. the way? Am yeah. I getting? You better go. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, surfing jujitsu thing because there's very good waves. And then I go surfing. Nice. No, Next no, year we'll do I a podcast with you. I don't have a seatbelt in my car. That's why you have to go, oh, mom. So listen, man. I I love that this camp is like brings us all together. You know what I mean? All these, all like your Lucano's family and you from Mexico City and our family and your family. Like it's amazing. Like that to me is what really jujitsu like is is the best. Um, that has brought us all together. Yes. You know, put it in this beautiful place, right? That I would probably have never came to if it wasn't for jujitsu. Exactly. And look what I would, I would you know I would have missed out on. Um, so like, how cool is it to be here and talking to you? You know, and then all the different little generations of and the generation that's coming up next. Yeah. Um, so thanks man thank you for uh so but shout out to like like drop a plug like where, where how do you get to find you on the internet like your academy okay. people come when people come to mexico city because they're gonna yeah I look for renzo grace in mexico and my academy is in interlomas that's one branch and i get to teach in condesa also there's another branch from mario so look for mario delgado or alvaro fernandez in facebook or instagram and of course we are i'm friends with amanda and George. yeah yeah so if you want to hook if you want to come to train just let me know if you're in, in mexico city for uh changing planes or anything you have time we can have a, a training together please don't don't hesitate come by did we miss our van 
Did our van leave? Probably. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if it, if it already did, listen. So let me. Uh, so let me. So I won't rush the end, and then I'll ask you this question. Um, we'll just take a taxi back after. What What are your goals like for jujitsu now? You know, do you have any goals? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, I want to be healthier. I want to be more in my weight. Uh, I want to compete as a black belt. First in Mexico, and I want to do the IBJJF in Mexico City also. Yeah. This year, so I'm preparing. I feel very good, and I'm in training every day in order to get that. But also, I don't want to. I want to do that every year, right? So I, 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 I want to get better. I think I feel much better. I move better. I, I have more. I'm more elastic now by doing the yoga, by eating better, that eating well. So I feel really, really, really nice. So that's, those are my goals, to keep on teaching. Teaching is something I really love. And now there's people that want to do like um, my style in a way. No, They know me since yeah. they start. So they want to do like, hey, I want to I wanna train with you. I want to be like your first black belt, they, they told me. Just in a that's awesome. Ago. That's awesome. So I'm riding my own way to see uh, my jiu-jitsu in a way, no? How, what I think, for all my understanding, what is the most important things and how to be, what what should you should do in the beginning. So I wanna develop a, like a system. It's nothing new, but I just giving priority to what I'm, uh, I think is, is the most important things you should learn in the beginning. And then, because in those days for me, it was like, this is the technique, look at it. Okay, you got it? Okay, go, then train. And you, I didn't know what to do, no? And I want to explain more. I want, the breathing is very important. People don't know how to breathe. Uh, things like that, no? Like uh, you should know first, have a good base, all these kind of things. So I'm, I'm writing now down my, from white belt to blue belt, my, in a way, my understanding of, of Jiu-Jitsu. So that's, that's uh, something I want to accomplish. For, for my students. Nice. Yeah. Anything mm-hmm. you label system, people pay money for. It. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Alvaro system. <laughs> yeah. System. yeah, the thing is, it's, it's so many information out there, right? So you much. Can have, you can have everything mm-hmm. from a- everybody. But you may not how, know how to, to use it for yourself. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I like to do, for example, what, what we do today, no? like um, breathing first, put attention. To, if you are there, it makes a huge difference in the way you understand the class. Just a little meditation, some yoga, and then uh, start from standing. People don't do much takedowns. In Mexico, we don't have much wrestling backgrounds and that. So I like people to feel comfortable from standing. All these kind of things is my understanding, is my experience, is my way I, I learn the way I want when I want to teach and it's I think you get to a black belt and then you have also this uh, this way to share your own understanding like like you, you know Jorge you you got more um, wrestling background or things that I may not have but I may understand some other things about breathing from yoga yeah. or things like that no? like, this is my my own way to see you made yoga. it your own thing exactly that's what I want to yeah. It's one of my aims in this year. What do you think about the future of Jiu-Jitsu in Mexico? It's going to be great. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be... Because, uh, to be honest, Mexico has always been a warrior 
uh, without a doubt the country we have one of the best uh, boxers uh, world champions and all uh, from karate taekwondo <coughs> lucha libre is the second more uh, the the second uh, sport that people see the most lucha libre since i was a kid yeah so those sports are combat sports in a way you know like and so like MMA is huge in Mexico too. People like to fight. People like to, to do uh, proper um, competitions. So Jiu-Jitsu is the big branch of all that. No, so I, I am very happy. I have some students that are fighting MMA professionally in United States, in Mexico, and I'm I love to share with them. No, because they are so so into it. Athletes, um, very committed. They don't drink, they don't uh, do, they do only what is has to be done to be a ch to be champion. And I, and this is the first generation, so it's, it's really new. So I see a very bright future in, in Jiu-Jitsu for, for Mexican people, for Mexican practitioners, yes. I think you're right, man. Mm -hmm. um, Mexico is awesome. I love it. I love okay. the Jiu-Jitsu and the people here. Me too. Um, if you know wherever you're listening when we put this thing out like come to mexico city come to puerto escondido come to uh bjj in paradise because yes. there's not one unhappy person no. at this <laughs> camp um and thank you guys thank you maddie lucano yeah. amanda adrian Andrea, <laughs> Michaela, <laughs> for all being here and welcoming us, you know, with open arms and taking care of us, yeah. showing us the, an awesome time. Thank and uh, we'll be back again. We'll do this again next year. We'll talk to Maddie and see what he's up to. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Peace. Bye. Guys. Bye. 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 Bye.